0: Um, Over the last three years, I've been transitioning to working as a conscious leadership coach. Um, A little bit just about my story. I moved to Chicago when I was 20 and I um, just, I got pregnant unexpectedly and then ended up uncovering um, and getting honest about a lot of addictive behaviors that I had and, um, mental illness I did about seven years of really intense therapy I went to treatment at one point for about a week um I worked a 12-step program for seven years and um I would say that all of that was very significant to my journey but conscious leadership and uh the work that I'm doing now feels the most like I progressed the most in my life compared to the work before and so, Ford asked me, I think, to talk about it today.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, Lauren also does uh, conscious leadership. This is kind of where I got the idea for our five commitments that I have. Uh, They're in the car right now. <laughs> um. What, Ed? Uh, speak louder. Louder. <laughs> okay. I, the microphone kind of yeah. off um yeah I
0: can hear him the microphone is super loud
1: yeah I've turned it up
0: so,
1: <laughs> uh, so yeah I've, I just asked Laura to kind of talk about um her story with like mental health and um what she's kind of doing with conscious leadership or what conscious leadership is and um uh, ways that she kind of offers support through like she's gonna, eventually she'll start coaching or now she doesn't but um so those kind of things if you want to go into that the conscious leadership stuff
0: yeah yeah so the basic premise of it is that we are the creators of our reality and whatever we see in front of us is our responsibility um for me a lot of therapy and my struggle with mental illness and um addiction was being stuck in kind of a victim mindset um believing that i was at the effect of you know my family i was at the effect of my mental illness i was at the effect of my addiction that i was the victim and that i needed to be saved um and we call that in conscious leadership it talks about shifting from a victim, villain, or hero in your life to a creator, a coach, and a challenger, and really learning um, the self awareness necessary to shift out of that. It's about being fully alive in your body and your mind and your soul. Um, my experience as people now, when I talk to people who are struggling with mental illness or addiction, is it's a lot of like running away from who they really are not living authentically, um, not feeling like if they really revealed who they really are that they would be accepted, being connected to all of their feelings. Um, Our bodies are really very, very intelligent and all of our emotions are very intelligent, but most of us are constipated emotionally because we were taught not to feel them, not to speak them, to hide them. Um, And that can lead to a lot of illness and breakdown. So the 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership are just different um, principles and strategies to live your life by that help you shift out of that victim mentality. Um, Or for some people, and it showed up like that for me, like I was a victim a lot of the time, depressed, then I was a hero. You know, I moved to like save urban education and was working 65 hours a week for the last Thirteen years to try to save other people, even though I wasn't really doing that well. Um, and then there's also the villain side where you get really angry and maybe you um, explode on people, or you're really aggressive. Um, so there's different ways that it shows up. Whereas above the line, I feel really empowered. I feel that I have unlimited possibilities. I feel creative and open and fully alive. And my aliveness keeps expanding as a result of expanding my own self-awareness and taking 100% responsibility for my life and what I want to create in my life.
2: I'm down with that. <laughs>
0: Are there any like questions that come up?
2: Is there something definitive? Of, I'm, I'm asking, I guess, more of an outsider. I don't, I don't have any history of mental that I'm aware of. Is there any difference between conscious leadership versus just being one of those uh, uh, internally motivated people who takes control of their own life with their own you know, will and desire? Does it make sense?
0: Uh, I'm going to say back what I heard you say. Um, so what I heard you say, is there any difference in conscious leadership and just someone who Something like takes fully something for your will and desire yeah,
2: those, those really yeah. type a personalities who are really internally motivated
0: um i mean a conscious leadership is just principles but what i feel like you're saying is like like a lot of time in the mental illness world there is this contrast where there's like the people who do life well and then the people who don't and right. And so my story about the, like, type A people is, like, they can be just as, um, like, like in our society, we value money, and we value, you know, climbing the ladder. Right. So we tell ourselves that if we're doing that, that we are more motivated, or we are better than someone else who may not be that way.
2: Right. But it creates a dynamic,
0: like, there's a lot of people that they're artists, or they're you know, really outside the box thinkers, and they because they live in our society, they just believe they don't fit because they don't fit in that box of those people that
2: mm-hmm.
0: that we call, you know, that you would call type A. And a lot of times, I do think there are people who take a lot of responsibility for the life they want to create, and I think that they get um, out of victim faster. But I think then they hit a wall where they can't control everything, mm-hmm. and where they they can't be successful at everything and then they are called to their own level of surrender and so i just think everyone is on a path and everyone's path looks really different and the tools and conscious leadership are just a way of building self-awareness around your path and understanding that like you can't compare your journey to other people's journey yeah
2: that's so yeah what you said is exactly what i was trying to get at yeah so like those people that we see as type a is Conscious leadership isn't necessarily, it's not designed to make you into a quote-unquote type A person. It's just to bring about your own level of anus. Not, not like that, your, your, your own level of, of t- you yeah, know, you are your own type A personality uh, so long as you follow the commitments and you take charge of responsibility in your life.
0: Yeah, in the beginning chapters, the thing that really drew me to the book was the very first chapter it compares two leaders and the first leader is like he's like sleeping six hours a night he's drinking a gallon of coffee he's very successful he's making a lot of money but his relationship with his wife is breaking down he never really sees his kids he's exhausted and then the second leader who is not at all like that and in fact i would say conscious leadership is kind of like like i cannot actually function that way anymore because of the work that i've done i can't drink a bunch of coffee and push myself like when you're really in your body and you're fully self-aware to what's going on you recognize that like that's a very robotic place to be yeah um, and so i think you're right it's really just about taking 100 percent responsibility for who am i why did i why was i created why do i have these specific set of circumstances? And I believe that it's for a reason and it's aligned to my purpose. And how do I take responsibility for that versus try to be who I think I should be or who that person over there is? Like, who am I supposed to be?
2: Mm. That's awesome. I dig that.
1: Any other questions? (laughs) I know we kind of,
0: do y'all take any, um, just in conscious leadership, do they take any type of, personality test just so people kind of get in tune with maybe where where they're starting does that factor into in any before you start learning the commitments it's not I mean we we use the Enneagram as our guide but it's not like a before or after it's just like a it's one of the layers of self-awareness yeah I would think that would be a good place to start with your self-awareness if but the you have, thing about the Enneagram is the personality test, there's like levels from healthy to unhealthy, and there's nine different levels. A lot of personality tests can be like kind of what um, we were just talking about, like, well, this is just how I am. You know, I'm just like this. I am this personality and not really taking into account how malleable every single one of us is, how malleable our brain is. Our, our brain has the ability to constantly evolve and change and build new neurological pathways so that's why I appreciate the personality test that we use because you know it, it says like where am I on a spectrum of opportunities and how can I trans- be like at a higher spectrum but not get too stuck in who I think I am
2: because
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of times we use that as an excuse in relationships too well like this is my personality and you need to get these used to me and how I need to be dealt with right Right. versus like at the end of the day like our expansion our self-awareness is about being able to love and accept all parts of ourselves and all parts of other people.
2: Mm -hmm. Moving yourself on a scale from you know highly highly disruptive and self-destructive over you know maybe even unstable all the way up to being highly functioning, organized, and self-supporting.
0: Exactly. And I'm a perfect example of that. And I think like that I really needed to know that there was a malleability, you know, I need, and I need that now. I need to constantly be in contact with people that have over, you know, have, have um, showed their own malleability and shown their own growth versus the people who are like, well, this is just, I've just always been this way, you know? but because I've been at the bottom and I do feel like I am moving into the you know, some of the highest functioning levels, like and I you know, watch that whole journey arise, like I think it's possible for anyone.
1: Totally agree. Yeah. Well, um, Wait. like what kind of things would you do to help people understand that they they don't have to be set in their ways or set in how they view themselves and that, that there is this opportunity to to change and and be more functional uh as far as you know where you fit in 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 the bigger picture of the world and and, you know how to adapt
0: yeah that's a good question so what i've seen over and over again i've seen it with kids at my school i've seen it with people that i coach seen it with myself it's like People have to have a place, at least one space, that they feel unconditionally accepted and can be completely honest without judgment. And there has to be a foundation of that. And it's something about, because, you know, we have a lower survival brain, that's our animal brain, and then we have our higher, more rational brain. Well, when you're functioning at the lower levels of your experience, it's because your animal brain is triggered all the time. And for that, those triggers to stop, your brain has to create a sense of safety. Um, And once that safety is established, then it's about that person being able to keep showing up and be accepted. Let me reveal this. So in 12-step, it's like I had a sponsor who let me be completely honest about all the things that I ever kept a secret, the things that I was ashamed of. And then it just led to more and more revealing and now in conscious leadership I'm pretty much like an open book. I reveal to everyone. I I've tried to create a life of absolutely no secrets and um surrounded myself in people and places where I can be my most authentic self. Um that one of the commitments is being in integrity and it doesn't mean integrity like doing the right thing necessarily, but it's in integrity with yourself. Like are you living aligned to your values? Are you um are you being honest with yourself about how you want to live are you letting yourself feel all your feelings are you revealing and telling people your honest truth are you hiding behind a mask and what I see is like as people have that safety they just naturally start to evolve into who they're supposed to be and then the next step is like once you have that from others it's really about giving it to yourself and finding space for yourself that you can truly accept all of who you are and accepting your mistakes and focusing on the things that are going well. So much of our brain is like, pays attention to all the things that aren't going well or the things that are messing up. And so it's like retraining your brain to see yourself, your world and your life from that viewpoint of like, what is going well for me? What is for me? How can I look for the ways that like, life is really supporting me in every moment (laughs)
1: okay do you have any questions
0: i don't okay have you heard anything like this before or have you thought about it this way before no i haven't really i haven't really heard about doing things like in like this particular way but like she says you have to look for things that are positive that's just something that i'm naturally trying to do at this point in my life to the conclusion that you know i i'm not the victim i, I have to accept that mm-hmm. things are the way they are going to be and there's not always going to be something i can do about that so i have to look for what is good what is going in my way what is something i can look forward to instead of dwelling on all this bad and
2: negative mm-hmm. that yeah.
0: is just bombarding me all the time yeah, totally yes yes so. Yeah, I think meditation has also been really powerful for me and healing my brain. And I just recognize that like, you know, some people call it a spiritual journey, whatever you call it. The journey is so much about healing and reintegrating your brain when you're working out at CrossFit, like all of that is, it is, um, creating neurotransmitters and all the things that make your brain evolve and grow and reintegrate and heal trauma. So I also, um, I am actually for, I have, I am coaching a lot now. I'm coaching about like five, but, um, I, I will, I would offer like a free coaching session to any of your members, like, um, and however you want to, you know, give out my contact information for that.
1: Okay.
0: It would be like about a 45 minute session. And then for one time, if someone was interested.
1: Yeah, and I'll I add. I'll add that I actually got some coaching from Lauren as well. You know, I, I kind of show us kind of same stuff that Liz was talking about. Like a lot of for me, it was like a lot of negative self talk, and uh, just kind of living in like almost like a false reality. I guess like mm-hmm. that's kind of all the stuff I was thinking wasn't really necessarily true. So, mm-hmm. so Lauren helped me out with that. So I wanted to, and I been up to Chicago and done the conscious leadership training not anywhere as good as Lauren but um but it really helped me work through a lot of stuff so that's why I wanted her to kind of talk about it and offer it as a a resource because that's what this is all about is offering resources because we all go through different things or different uh journeys where we're at and uh so anything that we can do to move forward will help.
0: Yep, so, forward. Thank you. I add one more thing before I get off. Okay. Um, I just, I wanted to kind of stamp what you were saying. Like one, one thing that was, has been really powerful for me is changing my language to like my opinion or whatever, to saying my story. So it's like, maybe my story is that I shouldn't have been late for work or my story is that You know, my sister shouldn't have done X thing and realizing that my brain is always telling me stories and I've created stories and that to change my life, I just need to change the story. I don't really actually need to change very much about my life. I just need to change the story that I'm telling myself about my life. So for example, you know, when I got pregnant at 23 or whatever, my story was my life is over. This is the worst thing that could ever happen to me. You know, now my son is 12 years old. He's the best thing that ever happened to me. It put me on a very specific healing journey that has allowed me to help, you know, lot, hundreds and hundreds of people. And, um, and like, I couldn't have known that at the time. But it does give me the courage to, when things that feel really difficult happen now to just switch the story. Like, this, what if I believe that everything in my life is for me all the time? That there's a very specific curriculum created just for me, and then ask myself, "This how is this thing that's happening? How could it be for me?" Or just owning like that—it's a story. I think is really powerful. But I know you guys have a workout, and I don't. I really appreciate your mm-hmm. time and just letting me share. And then I think Ford can share my contact info with anybody, and even if anyone Ford who's not there today, um, you can also. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we have a Facebook group. I'm gonna post this uh, audio and your contact info and uh, to everybody, so they will okay. get it. Uh, but thanks for talking with us, and um, glad we didn't have any technical difficulties yeah, or anything. That went pretty good. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> All right.
0: All right. Bye. Thank you.